Oh, oh my god. Oh, jeez. Welcome. Welcome to episode 127 of the Off and Beat podcast. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to suck some titties. And don't forget to like, comment, follow the podcast on all apps. Hit the notification bell. And, uh, yeah. Um... One of the dumbest things, by the way, is something that was on my mind. Decaf coffee, for one, is one of the fucking dumbest things ever made. Like, coffee is literally made to caffeinate. Coffee was made for ginseng and benefits of waking up. You don't drink coffee to just temper down. There's so many other things. You want to temper down... Get some hibiscus tea. Get some chameleon tea. Or is it Camille? More like Camille Cabello. Because, man. Damn it, Sean Mendez. What the fuck did you do? Um, But, yeah. It's, uh, I guess, uh, uh, those stitches. Still healing. Uh, But, yeah. It's uh, decaf coffee. I mentioned this because I went to get coffee this morning, right? By the way, pulled an all-nighter, been up, recording this at 8.55 a.m., did a double-header pod today, had to maximize the off day, um, recording this on March 15th, 2022. So, uh, yeah. By the way, yesterday was Pi Day, and I'm not talking about the life of Pi, because why would you not want to be stranded on a... Six by six boat with a fucking tiger. Um, but yeah. So, went to get some coffee this morning. And I ordered something simple. When I, I ordered the same things. But I may change the flavor. It's just a large iced coffee with mocha, cream, and sugar. And it was like, cool. So they make, they charge me. Cool. I pay for it. Cool. In this instance. Hey, Duncan, do not charge me. Except when I go to locations where you actually have to charge me. Because I have no working history to warrant free shit. And it's weird how I get more benefits than the actual employees that work at some of these places. Oh, being the customer. Well, the customer is always right. So I guess if the customer is always right, if I go walk in and be like, hey, I should get it for free. Technically, I'm right, but whatever. Talk about the rationale, except I am uh, got a rash, and I need some ailments. Okay, Clint. But I went to get... I got, I, I got two, right? I got two large iced coffees, because one for, you know, the time that I drink it, and I put one in an insulated cup for the next day. No, that's important. So they give me the drinks. It's about 6.20ish in the morning. So they open like an hour prior. And when they gave me the coffee. Not when I ordered it. When they gave me the coffees after May. I said thank you. And they said oh by the way. We had to make them decaf. Because. We haven't made any regular iced coffee yet. I was like. You've been open for a fucking hour. And you haven't made. Your 1B most sold product behind the hot coffee? You had time to make useless fucking decaf iced coffee, but not fucking regular iced coffee? I know I'm sounding like a Karen now, but as someone with history of how Dunkin' Donuts operate, it's literally the first thing you fucking do in the morning when you get there, is brew the iced coffee. And the fact that decaf is a fucking option, forget the fact that they have that bullshit midnight dark roast bullshit that no one actually fucking orders. I'm pretty sure a maximum of four people get that shit a day and they have to pour the shit in night. You know how I know? Because I fucking know. And I used to do it, okay? Um, not that it's a bad, dark roast is fine. This is now we're getting the coffee. I guess you could say this is a coffee shop soundtrack. Okay. Basically, a lot of Maroon 5, a lot of lo-fi, or hi-fi music. It's kind of where something's called lo-fi music. Um, I never understood that. I don't know. It's kind of like when 
you get those random recommendations in the YouTube algorithm, curse my algorithm, kind of like the show, um, where it's lo-fi, 12-hour, you want to listen, you want to watch a 12-hour video of a lo-fi beat with a little Dragon Ball Z-looking anime character sitting in their bedroom with a view of Blade Runner or like the... Well, shit, what's that movie with Bruce Willis and Chris Tucker where he, they make him dress up like a woman? Uh, fucking god damn it. What's, is it Emperor? It's fucking, uh, god damn it. Why is it fucking leaving me? Um, I guess that one will die hard on the table. Okay. Um, but yeah. The fact that decaf is an option is an atrocity. It should just not be an option. It is like unsweet tea. Okay? I understand hot tea. I get it. Fine. Even though it's just colored water. That's all it is. It's colored water with some shit that clears out your sinuses. It clears your sore throat. Well, I'm pretty sure hot water could probably do the fucking same. Except you want to add these herbal benefits and charge a couple extra dollars for some tea leaves. Because that's all, you know why? Because every time I get annoyingly sick, as you guys are hearing this shit, every time I get annoyingly sick, you know what I do? I think it's going to be different. And that's why I have like three, I have like three boxes of like some herbal teas just sitting in there of mint tea, chamomile tea, the hibiscus. None of them taste any different, by the way, from each other. Unless you add sugar and shit. And at that point, you're still clogging up your throat, which is why your throat is clogged up in the first place. But whatever. What do I know? Um, the the it is one of the big to me. I think I think the tea scams is one of the biggest scams in history. Because unless you have like unsweet tea, is very useless. And I know it's a southern thing. Sweet tea is mainly a southern thing. But it's a damn good Southern thing. You know, they say, oh, Southern people were fat, tradition, sugar. You know what? And life's pretty damn good. That's why we have the best college football. Because that home, that old Milo sweet tea, it's working, baby. We can block like a motherfucker. We can penetrate defense like a motherfucker. We can catch like a motherfucker. And now we got quarterbacks that can throw like a motherfucker. So you know what? We're doing something right. You think Alabama you, you think the Alabama catering system, you think it's unsweet tea? You think everyone you, you think they're serving Kamile tea to every player to make sure they're game ready? Nah. During when they're having two a days and three a days, they're eating soul food and they're drinking the sweetest of sweet tea you can find, baby. And Rodney's barbecue, probably. Um, but yeah, look. Decaf coffee. No one gets it. If it, And guess what? If it wasn't an option, people would be fine with it. People would get over it. It's like YouTube. It's like the YouTube dislike button. At first, people were outraged about it. But guess what? No one bitches about it anymore. Me included. And decaf coffee. No one would bitch about it if it's not an option. You could save time. Be like, hey, look. If you don't want coffee, then don't get it. I'm not... Like, watered down bullshit is just that. And I drank it. And I wasn't mad. Because, you know what? I don't drink coffee for coffee anyways. It's for the chocolate... Because I basically get chocolate. It's basically chocolate milk with a little, you know, ginseng caffeine to it. And it's for the cream. And it's for the sugar. Yes, please. Won't you give me diabetes? And boy, I'm dying the beat. Because I killed that shit. And my drink. And it tasted fine. But it's the point. One, that's something you tell me ahead of time. That hey. Like, if you go, like, 
I remember when I worked back in the heyday at a McDonald's. And this is a true story. It happened twice. We actually ran out of the regular uh, patty meat for like the double cheese. It was like the 10, they called the 10 1 ratio, which basically means it's a tenth of a pound. All right. It's a tenth of a pound, these little patty. The ones you get on a regular cheeseburger, we ran out of those. So you know what we put? We had to put quarter pound on everything. So if you were a double cheeseburger, you got a quarter pounder instead. Inside baseball there. Inside the meats. Frozen, baby. Frozen. Right, Anna? Uh, Jesus. But, uh, yeah. It's, uh... I forgot where I was going with that. I forgot where I was going with that. But, yeah. It's pointless. Decaf. Decaf. Decaf coffee. Unsweet tea. If it wasn't an option... Things would not only go smoother and go more fine. You wouldn't have picky motherfuckers. The problem is options have created picky motherfuckers. Some like that's one of the be- beautiful. We have too many options. Decaf coffee should not be an option. And guess what? If your doctor says you can't have caffeine, if your doctor says you need to cut back on the co- on the caffeine and the coffee. Substitutes shouldn't the substitute should be not an option. There shouldn't be a substitute. This isn't almond milk. This isn't soy milk. With soy milk is egregious. Oat milk, eh. Almond milk, fuck you. Alright. The fact that these places charge extra for almond milk is egregious because that shit tastes like ass. Cause I've accidentally accidentally they gave me a coffee with almond milk one time and I was mad. And I didn't even pay for it. I didn't even pay for it. I got something that is like $4.50. And it tastes like I should have been paid $4.50 to do a testing for this shit. Like when you go test products and you get paid to try products. That's what this should have been. And I would have put on the, and I would have put on the fucking thing. This shit sucks. And if you serve this shit. You guys suck at your job, all right? Because uh, I do. Well, I guess one thing is, does give all men joy after she drinks it because she has a little boost of energy. Um, but yeah, and also what's weird is people that drink coffee at the gym. And I know I haven't been to the gym in a while, but it's so weird. I get it. It's morning. You drink, I understand, hey, drink a little, throw the cup away, get the working out. You can't be walking on the treadmill, be one of those weird ass motherfuckers reading a goddamn book on the treadmill and elliptical, like, oh, look at me, I'm a busybody, oh, look at me, I'm a multitask, look at me, I, I'm a real go-getter. It's like, actually, you're just interfering, getting shit in the way, you're actually half-assing both things, because you're not running nine miles per hour, and then reading, you know, your emails for the day, which by the way, not like the email lady at Discount Tire. If you're running, reading emails, something is giving. This whole multitasking, doing too much culture is bullshit. Don't be sitting there drinking a coffee, reading off your Kindle, doing calf races. (laughs) I guess you call it decaf races. Not racist, decaf raises. God damn it, I ruined the fucking punchline that I just created on the spot. Decaf raises. And that's why your calves look like they've uh, been decaffeinated. Because they are not awake or activated. Or um, really uh, look like they're lacking a little energy. Okay, that wasn't great. But you get the point. It's uh, It's dumb. Stop, stop doing too much at the gym. Just do one thing at a time. You will get more out of it. Don't be one of those people curling with one hand and then doing leg hamstring curls with the other. Don't be, don't be, don't be doing forearm curls and then be doing, doing, do like three forearm curls and then get on the glute and ham machine and do the glute and ham like extend downs. Like, 
Just fucking do one thing at a time. I understand alternating back and forth. Do one set of A and do one set of A and go back and forth. Don't do two reps of this, four reps of this. Go back to three reps of this and then drink your coffee. Then read half a page of your fucking book. Then listen to your podcast. Listen to me and your podcast. Maybe if you're working out, listen to this podcast. Maybe stop listening to podcasts while you're working out. And if it me, I would rather have one less viewer. If that one less viewer is not multitasking, reading, and listening to me, and trying to do, be one of those weird-ass motherfuckers walking backwards at the fucking gym on the treadmill. If you want to walk backwards, take your chances in the streets. Alright? You know what? Don't, but don't, walking backwards on a treadmill, you're already going nowhere. If you're going forward, at least look out the fucking window and look to some parked cars in some parking lot. Ugh. Walking backwards, because what makes the walking backwards person on the treadmill so fucking weird is that you are literally looking at everyone else that would be looking at your ass. And you're, you're, you're blocking the view of me seeing your ass. And now I have to see your figured cooch. Alright? Nothing wrong with that. But then it's weird. Because you are just looking at people. It's, it's like, you can't turn the tables on me. When you're on the treadmill, that's open invitation. Like, hey, we get to see you from behind. Save view. Everyone wins. It's not invading. I get a view. You get a view of in front of you. Everyone wins, baby. Alright? But when you're backwards, now it's weird. Because I'm there at the chest press machines. Just trying to, you know, get my 120 pounds going. Like, yeah, get my morning started. And there's you just looking at me. Doing the chest press machine. While you're walking backwards. Listen the... Don't stop... And I'm like, please, actually stop. Okay? Stop walking backwards on the treadmill. Because ironically, it's almost like you don't trust... It's almost like you're... It's almost like you're Chucky. It's like your head is turned at the complete opposite direction of where you're supposed to be. And it's scaring the fuck out of me. And they always have the cheapest headphones. It's never people with AirPods. It's never people with even wireless. It's never people with Beats by Dre. It's always people with those junk 1199 shit you get at the grocery store. Where it functions for three weeks. But guess what? When you walk backwards, it's only two weeks. I don't know what the science behind that is. And I get it. You want to mix it up. You, you want to be ooh, look at me. And the weird thing, no, this isn't even gender specific. It, like, the walking backwards thing has taken a craze with dudes. That's a weird thing. Stop, you know what? And the dudes that walk backwards, they're always commando. And I'm not staring at a man's commando. But when you're looking at me, and I'm looking at you, it's like the Trapped in the drive through video. He looked to me, and look at him. It's like, in between sets, I gotta look somewhere. There's only so many spots to look in a medium-sized gym. And there's only four people in there. I can't just stare at the reflection mirror at myself. I'm not a douchebag. I can't just stare at a water fountain. If I'm not at the water fountain and you're eight feet away from me, I'm at the closest machine. I got to look somewhere. And then there you are in your blue shorts. Commando. If you're going to walk backwards, at least don't be commando. It's like, if you think the walking backwards thing is what your lower extremities were missing, don't worry. Your other extremity ain't missing nothing. And again, I'm not looking like that, but God damn it, go the other way. When I go commando, I run forward. Because you know why? Commanders, commandos, they lead. You know how you lead? You keep going forward, not backwards. I felt like a David Goggins guy. I bet David Goggins doesn't run backwards. There, if you're listening to David Goggins, I hope he, I, I hope and he's like, don't be one of those bitches that run backwards on the treadmill. You know why? Because every time you're running backwards, you're going back. 
and you're going back on your word. That's actually a pretty good line. But yeah, Starburst C4, the sponsor for today's episode. Not like some good old decaf. Uh, see, if they gave me regular coffee, I wouldn't have had the drinking energy drink. At 9 in the morning, pulling it all night, I'm going to have to sleep after this. And your boy is on a roll right now. Woo! Ric Flair style, which by the way, uh, well not a shout out, but rest in peace to the, um, shit, I forgot his fucking name, but he basically died of a heart attack, he's a former wrestler, apparently he had three heart attacks the other day, and shocker, didn't survive, there's been a lot of stories about bodybuilders and former wrestlers, I mean bodybuilders, obvious for obvious reasons, I, I saw one, I didn't click the video, but it was the thumbnail and the title, a 26-year-old. And they showed pictures of him. He was at the beach with these lovely ladies. He had a great bod, all that shit. Not really natural, but I'm not here to judge. And, and then next thing you know, on the other half of the picture is him on a hospital bed. You tell he's been on the hospital bed, and he's like leaning up on the side. He had like a seizure. He had a heart attack. His right pectorum was fucked up. His whole body was depleted. And it's just like, you know, it's shit when I see that where I'm like glad like when I went through my extreme workout shit, I'm glad like I'd rather have stopped and lost a good amount of my mass muscle than I've, not that I would have ever got to that point anyways, but if I would have ever got that damn strong and big where it became an obsession, that could be me on a bed. Now, I may have a heart attack at 26. I mean, hey. I still got, what, seven months to make it happen? Let's make it happen. Um, (laughs) And I could, you know, it could happen. But it's not going to be because I was working too hard on my heart. It's because I stopped working on my heart. Because half of my heart's got a grip on the strangulation. And half of my heart needs her. Um, But yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I don't know. Thought that was interesting. You know where you'll never get a heart attack? Running backwards on a treadmill. All right, Clint, relax. It's not that big of a deal. Not that big of a deal. But when you run backwards on an elliptical, it's like the whole reason why the stick things are there, you know, the little pogo sticks or whatever the fuck they are, where you basically, bitch, by the way, on the elliptical, your arms aren't supposed to do half of the work for you. They're just supposed to be there to keep the range of motions, the guy, to read your heart rate, if the machine's actually fucking working. Even though I don't think those heart rate detector things on treadmills and ellipticals and those bikes that are never really comfortable. I don't know how people do the fucking bike shit. I really don't. But I don't think they detectly read your heart rate. I think they guess. Um, But if you're one of those ass wipes... That goes backwards on the elliptical, and you're staring at me. And you look like you're uncomfortable, but it's like, ooh, it's resistance training. It's like, fuck your resistance training. You can't resist when the machine is taking the resistance away from you to begin with. If you want real resistance, go run with a 30-pound fucking vest on concrete. Uphill. Not on a fucking treadmill. You're, all the all the resistance you're doing isn't even coming back down to a means of running on pure ground level on a track. Like, a lot of the resistance take... Like, I think they said when you run on a treadmill, like, 30% of the... 30% of the resistance or a lot of the elevation or a lot of the wear and tear of the actual, um, the actual worker you're doing doesn't even equate remotely to if you just run on concrete. And they say running on concrete is bad for your knees. And I don't know. I th- so you're basically saying running naturally is bad a lot. Yeah, if you run with bad form. But it's also not natural to run on a treadmill. It's too narrow. Then you got assholes beside you that are sweating, looking over. 
then God forbid if you get into speed off with someone, someone kind of your age, you're both there, you're running for a couple minutes, some other guy comes in there, you see he's try, and you literally look over, he put .2 more on his fucking speed. And you're like, oh, okay, you think, you think you're a cool guy. So you do, you add one, and you start having the speed off. And you're like, fuck this guy. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, all right, no, enough with the, enough with the guys. By the way, my calves are always bigger than yours. You know why? Because your decaf raises. All right, Clint, stop with the bitterness. But that coffee was bitter. But it's fine. Just having a good time. Show me a good time. Show me a good time, and I'll show you a. Loving slut. <laughs> no, but you know, you can have a good time with the nice ladies. You know, these ch- church-going ladies. Uh, the ladies that go to church. You know you know what they say. They go to church. Because, uh, you know, God said, you better get the fuck in here. I saw what you fucking did this weekend. Um, <laughs> that's not what he says. Um, <laughs> I have a really, I, I, I think sometimes people perceive that I have a negative point of view on God. That's not it at all. I just like making jokes at when people try to, try to, when I think when people try to just misuse the shape of what God tries to be, they try to take his, the everyday life so literal, like, oh, life's been like this for a week. Don't worry, God will come if I go to God, holy answer is like, I don't think God cares that you broke up with your girlfriend this week. I really don't. I don't think, I don't think that that's going to be the thing that God, I don't think that's at the top of God's priorities. He's like, hey, you know, I, I know I got like tens of thousands of people in Ukraine at war, losing lives, losing family, trying to protect the kids, but... You know, your argument with your boyfriend about, you know, not making enough time for you. You not feeling like a priority when he works at Pizza Hut and you're, uh, you know, trying to be a veterinarian. Um, and you don't feel your careers align. Not the top of my priority list. It's just not. But you know what? Fuck the kids in Ukraine. I got you. You know what? If I had to pick one, why can't you do it all? It's like, I'm still a man. I'm a flawed man. All right? Maybe God's a woman. I don't know, Ariana Grande. God is a woman. That's what it is, right? By the way, Pete Davidson. I don't know whether to take the whole... I don't know whether to take the... I don't know if the texts are real, because I think Jamari, he's a YouTuber... One of the most consistent YouTubers I've watched, and I'm not really consistent, I don't listen to the same people or watch the same commentary channel, but him, I've kind of off and on a little bit, but somehow I always come back around to him. But uh, he's obviously not the only one covering board base. Pete Davidson's Kanye's doing the Kanye shit. And everyone's like, ooh, Kanye being Kanye. It's like, all right, mental health breakdown, call what you want. He's losing his family, as we see online. Um, and, you know, when Pete Davidson in the text message is looking like the guy of reason, I think, uh, I think it's time to look in the mirror, Kanye. It just might. And it also doesn't help that the man took a picture in your bed when he was trying to be nice up for like, hey man, maybe you should stop sitting on your the mother of your children publicly and all this shit. Weirdly enough, this guy's trying to be the man of reason. And I get the defensiveness, like, you're fucking my wife and you think I'm just gonna sit here and be and listen and be like, you know what, Pete, you're on to something. Who the fuck is calling me at this time of day? Fuck you. God, you know, you know, why do people want to call when my phone is 18 feet away? You obviously see I'm a busy man. Ah, oh, Jesus. I feel like I should go check it out. 
Because it didn't even say scam likely. Probably is. But anyways. Um, there is this... Whoa, shit, I lost my train of thought. This is what happens when you do live podcasts. No editing. Gotta keep it going to the rhythm. Which, by the way, R&B stands for rhythm and beats. Which I feel like, isn't that kind of like all music? Isn't there a rhythm to all music? Well, not the white people. White people don't have rhythm. Um, but we will appropriate the beats on our wives. Um, <laughs> so I guess if you're going to commit divestive violence, you know, you know, you have like love making music, you know, for the ladies, R&B. Tivoli's R&B, you got a little D'Angelo, maybe you got a little Joe, maybe some Mario, or Mario Wayne-ons. And, you know, I don't want to know. Um, but, it's like, you know, do you put on the music before, hold on honey, about to lose my shit. And you think like, oh he's putting on this music to calm down. It's like, nope, I'm using this music to make sure I'm on the beat. <laughs> um, wow. Domestic violent jokes don't really age well, but they do leave a mark unprecedented. Okay, that went down a really dark hole. But anyways, back to Pete Davidson. Yeah, you know what? Taking a picture in bed with with the the man's current wife, I guess, because I guess they're probably not technically divorced because he did refer. I'm in bed with your wife. That's where I'm at. Pretty savage. Not gonna lie. And it's funny how people try to say that's childish of Pete. But ignore the whole thing that's childish about Kanye. How will you come to my Sunday service? And then we could talk. It's like, no. Because you're just gonna make it some media ploy. We can meet in private. We can meet in a hotel room privately. No. Come to my Sunday service. That's where I'll be. It's like... Kanye, I doubt you go to every Sunday service. Kanye seems like a person that capitalizes literally on religion and the Sunday service. And just like, hey, you know what? I got an idea. You know what the world needs? Another Sunday service. But with me, leading the music, having a choir. And I know it does a lot of good. But when people talk about creative genius, it's like, I don't know. Sounds like a pretty repeated thing. Not a lot of creative or genius. But whatever. What the fuck do I know? Just a dollar and a dream. Um, but yeah. Alright. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why, but like, you know, uh, the butterfly. I call it the butterfly effect. I don't really call it that. Never really saw the entirety of the movie. I think I tried to watch the butterfly effect. Flecked. Try to watch the butterfly effect. Oh my fucking god, Clint. The butterfly effect. There we go. With an E. E for everyone. Um, <laughs> e. E.A. Sports. It's in the ass. Um, kind of. But. Yeah. It's not really. Uh, it didn't really catch my attention. I think I fell asleep twice. Because I was really tired. Working 18 hour days at the time. But it's cool. The Ashton Kutcher would keep me. You know. Keep me in the game. But he just couldn't. But uh. Oh yeah. By the way. I came across this video. And I know it's a doc. I haven't seen the documentary. Because I don't really need to. Because based off what I saw in the YouTube video. Of the person covering it. The documentary is exactly what. I would expect. People preaching about how minimalism is the way of living. Um, see, here's the thing, right? Anytime you have the power of choice to be able to do something, by default, it's not really minimalism. Minimalism, when you make a choice where you have the means to be like, I will choose less. You're still in control and power of your life. See, like, I'm a believer that more isn't more. I think most people understand that having more money, having more things, does not make you happy. Having more than you have right now in this moment will not guarantee you to be any more happier. But I don't think 
having less will make you happier either. Because if you don't have a whole lot as is, having less than what you already don't have is not really, I don't think, going to enhance your life. Um, and I get it. We, we kind of live in this weird... We, we kind of have lived in this weird kind of culture... Where we try to outthink the room a little bit too much. We try to be too spoken wordy. We try to be too TED Talk as the video Drew Gooden. Like that. Because the people who did the documentary, when you listen to it, which by the way, they just redid something that they did five years prior and capitalized, ironically, on some, you don't need money, you don't need this. And then their Patreons make $80,000 a month. It's like, why don't you just do it for free? Since you don't need anything. You don't need excessiveness. Why don't you donate? All right, fine. You need to make some time to live. Why don't you donate 60000 of it to whatever? But whatever. You don't need shit, right? You got to be careful with these people that tell you how much you don't need. But yet they need shit from you. So they can need what they don't need. You kind of see the weird circle of life moment here. And I'm not saying they don't believe what they're saying. I just think, honestly, sometimes when you're caught in that thing, you really think you're like an avenue for kind of God. And even though this isn't God's people, but God, it's like God, like all you need is like your family. All you need is love. All you need to really, you know, you don't need money to be happy. I And I think most people, even people that aspire to make money, they understand that, yeah, look, you don't need $100,000 a year to be fulfilled and happy. But don't tell me that making $10,000 a year will make me just as happy. Because <laughs> uh, it's a lot of people out here making $20,000 or less a year. And they are struggling to find time to even contemplate what the ability of making a choice of minimalism looks like. Because if you're saying poverty is minimalism, tell a bunch of people in poverty who can't pay for anything, who can't afford to fix their to fix their vehicle that has a $900 repair. Tell people in poverty with two kids that, hey, you don't need baby formula. Hey, you don't need to have pans of cooked food. In. All you need is this canned dry fruit. That's all you need. You'll be fine. You don't need that house of a mortgage, even though I have a house with a pretty nice mortgage on it with a good loan rate. I could write off this whole documentary I made and say it's for business purposes of all the money that I got to go fund. Help me to make me pay. But hey, you don't need much. And I'm going to preach about minimalism. I'm going to preach about how much you don't need by using things that you say you don't need. All you need is love. All you need is to hold someone's hand at night. It's like, yeah, but in order to actually be at home at 8 o'clock at night, to have a place to live in, I had to do something all day. Or approximately most of the day. To be able to come home comfortably and be like. Yeah. We'll be living here a month from now still. Because I did what I was supposed to do. Went to work. Made money. Provided. Oh wait. But hey. Fuck your job. You don't need money. All you need is love. I hate to break it to you. But uh. A lot of people love money. And it's not even loving money because like, oh, gold diggers or hey, we're obsessed with the money, the lifestyles, men shit. It's the fact that not having it doesn't really leave you with a lot of choices in life. When you have money, you can make a choice to not spend it. When you don't have money, the choice is made for you. And life's not as fun. Life's not as at least just relaxing. It's easier to say you don't want to do something. It's easier to say, 
nah, I don't want to go out with my friends tonight. And they invited me. And you could say the power of no. And there's a lot of gratifying feeling. But when you have no friends that ask you out, we have no friends that, that want to ask you to come out. The choice is made for you. And it's not the greatest feeling. It's easier to tell no to friends to not do something than to not have any friends to say no to. Two different feelings. Because there's still the power of control. There's still the power of actually having something. Of actually having a value of something. I would like to know, you know, I didn't look, I want to know what is these minimalism expert documentaries that tell you this shit? It's like, oh, were you on a minimalism type of shit when you were using a shitload of fuel on airplanes? But yeah, you're all about the green plane and all this shit, but you were using airplanes to travel all over the place to make your documentary? Hey, you don't need anything. Why didn't you just ride a bike? Come on, man. Be green. It's like, I'm like, I get it, man. Like, you don't have to make money. You don't have to have, quote, unquote, things to be happy. But don't try to tell me that less of less equals a smile on my face. Because a lot of people out there be like, hey man, I'm not saying that I need a million dollars, but I am saying um, I would like to be able to afford doing my laundry. Clean clothes kind of make me feel decent. I don't like feeling like a bum. So are you saying that hobos and homeless people? They're the ones that actually have life figured out. Because they're not ex- they're not exhorting to great energy sources and shit. You know? It's us, the ones who waste 60 hours a week making money, I guess. And, you know, we're the ones, you know, those people are the ones that don't understand purpose. Because it's always, you think you have the answers to life of what makes someone happy. You know, there actually is people that actually just enjoy, like, making money. Like, there's a rise and when you get your checks and it's a good amount. There's actually, like, when you see the number of how much money yours account. I don't think there's anything wrong with being like, yes, that feels fucking great. I don't think there's anything fucking wrong with that. And I think people that want to go in this excessive minimalism, they just want to shame people that make at least a living or make money because they want to find every excuse to not want to make a living. They want they want all these avenues to be made for them instead of being like, hey, they want they want to always believe they're the exception in society, I guess is the better way of putting it. And. You know, you could actually kind of say minimalism people, if you want to be really cynical, which I don't really believe that they're bad people, obviously. Like, I think the message is good, but I don't think they're, I think the awareness sometimes of the their teachings, it's kind of like their God complex. They're almost like, you're the ones that don't get it. Really? Oh, like they do this whole spoken word bullshit where it's like, oh, you know, it's not... It, I think these dudes literally had a book and the title was, it was literally a Drake line. Because I believe the book came out like 2014, 2015, and Drake literally used it on a 2013 album. I'm sure Drake's not the originator. I know he's not. Where he's like, I wish you would learn to love people and use things and not the other way around. Swanging. <laughs> Basically, they had a top of a book called Love People, Use Things. It's like, okay. Like, you, like, that, like, that did not take any ounce of any creativity. Like, I could, like, people have been, like, I'm pretty sure some philosopher 
you could find some quote online that said like Aristotle came up with that in you know before Greek times type of shit. Like that's like that's actually one of those phrases that probably was made in like 400 BC type of shit. Like oh if you love things, those things will love people, and when things love people, people love people more than things. I don't know. None of that made fucking sense. But that was a failed attempt at trying to be Greek, essentially. Not exactly a gladiator here. Um, But yeah. Um, But look. uh, It's the definition of people. Like, have you ever run to that friend that would like financially not in a good spot? And they're going through some things in their life. And they resort to just, I'm going to, like, it's simply people, they use the same terms because they hear about spiritual, like, you know what, I'm just going to do me and do his best for me. I mean, I didn't, it's like, all right, no one ever asked you not to do that. Just, um, you know, don't rob your parents in the process. Don't wipe your family, don't wipe your friends dry in the process. No one said don't do you. Just, you know, don't fuck people over in the process. Because at that point, you're not doing you. You're literally doing other people wrong. But, you know, they'll use terms like, I'm just doing me. I'm going to find what's, I'm going to find the best avenue for my destiny. I will find my spiritual holding. And whoever holds the key for my spiritual hold, and you know, d- d- Dumble, like you guys know the person I'm talking about. Anytime you're in really desperate, you start using very out there, generic philosophy where when people ask, all right, hey, so what are you going to do the better of that? They don't actually need to get specific because they don't know the specific plan they have or they don't have anything in mind. It's just a generic thing and vague thing to make things time pass to convince themselves that things will just get better. And you know what? Typically, I am a believer that all things will always kind of get better than whatever your worst moment is. But they're not just going to get better just to get better. There's concerted efforts in some ways. You're going to have to change something if you're financially not in a good spot. And there's some... Yeah, I was in recently. I mean, I knew the solution. You just have to work more hours if you can. You have to work more hours, dedicate more time, work some overtime. And in some situations, like if you're in a really job that's not paying, you're probably going to just have to get a second job or you're just going to have to find a better paying job. Like a lot of this stuff's really like not that difficult, but we want to find things like, ah, you know what? It'll just happen. And that's what these minimalism people, the mindset of, you know what? It's everyone else that doesn't get it. You know, society has gone so corporate, it's become so communist and capitalist and all this shit that they don't understand the importance of just love and peace. It's like, you know what? There's a lot of parents that love their kids. Most parents really love their kids. And you know what? If they had a choice to either work at a job they didn't like nine hours a day or be at home with their kids and they could just have a check of what they would make at that job, you really think they're just going to go to the job for the love of the game? Most people don't work for the love of the game. Most people work because responsibilities that's bigger than themselves and you got to do what you got to do to provide for your kids, provide for yourself, provide for your future, provide the pay for shit, provide the just be, you know, a tax member of society. You got to pay taxes. All right. And these people are be the types like, you know what? I don't think we should have taxes. And you know what? In some cases, I understand taxes are pretty exorbitant, like tax property shit. It's like, all right. Yeah, I get it. Do we get too many taxes taken out because we're told they're going to be used for bigger services and communities and they're going to be used to make sure roads are safe and all this shit. And then we don't actually see any improvements in the immediate community, but what are you going to do? Nothing. You could bitch about the taxes all day and be like, oh, this shit. But they're going to get taken out. So you might as well just accept they're going to be taken out. All right. Is every dollar your taxes going to be used? No. 
it's not going to be used for the best of things. The same way that most of your charity donations to almost all these charities, you really think every single penny is going to be used towards a cause? Of course not. You don't need me. I've already talked about that shit enough. You can look up the biggest charities, the biggest donations, and that doesn't mean it's all bad because you know, if you put $5 for something and $3 goes towards something, that's still $3 going towards the thing. But then you also remember $2 is going towards some person capitalizing on someone, kid dying of cancer. And someone is getting $2 of that $5. Instead of the whole $5 going to the actual kid who has cancer and who can actually survive much sooner and a lot more kids can survive sooner. But whatever, just saying. But these are the type of people that always want to poke, want to find all the problems, which is fine. As a guy that finds all the problems, but also understands I can find all the problems and realize I'm just a guy who can bitch and bring him to light, make a little light of some of them. But they really think I'm going to fix this problem by just making sure I can capitalize and making sure I don't have to follow societal rules and make sure I'm the exception to society because I have main character syndrome. And that's my and you know these minimum these minimalism type of people. The ironic part is they talk about how much you don't need but yet they take the most out of their teachings. They profit off of their teachings. Something that's not even their own original thoughts. I will, you know what? If you have, that's why at least with like original music, original, you know, you say what you want about music. You could say what you want about entertainment, film. At least someone, in most cases, obviously there's remakes, there's people that just adopt shit, transfer things from. But when you write an original screenplay, you write an original film, you direct an original film. At least that came from an individual or a group of individuals' original thought, and they made it something. And you're profiting off of something you created. These people are literally just adopting generic sayings and making a considerable amount of money off of sayings and teachings that is supposed to be about living with less but yet they need so much more you know uh i think it was like joe rogan interviewed this guy named god's i didn't watch the whole interview i watched a couple clips it's like god suru or something i think he's basically like a philosopher teacher he has like the whole like uh he's basically kind of like a modern day but like a little bit different version of gandhi but yeah, I don't know if he's Buddhist or not. I don't know. Basically, he's here to teach the teachings of actual, like, religion and spiritual and actual, like, life philosophy type of shit. But at least he's not out here. His, you could tell at least with him, there's at least genuineness behind the message. And there's actual, he can actually talk about shit at depth. The concept of heaven, I think it was a clip that he was talking about. He actually talked about the intertwinings of why, you know, the why people don't trust, like, the problem with what this and that. Whether you agree or disagree, at least he can give a intricate, a very in-depth view of the problem with the way people think and why people have lost faith and the problem with losing faith and all this shit. These guys are just like... Yeah, you know, people just need to understand that, you know, you don't, you don't need, you don't need greed. Greed is not good for you. Okay, but why isn't it good? It's like, because if you have money, someone else could have money. And that's not fair. And that's not really supposed to be the point of minimalism. It's not always supposed to be so direct. But these dudes are just capitalists of stuff they didn't even create. They're not even an avenue of a wealth of knowledge of this specific thing. They're just vague dudes. They're, they're like spiritual podcasts that talk about how spiritual they are by just saying, you know, 
if you just believe, it's like filled. If you believe, they will come. It just like basically these spiritual people, these gurus, and all these people. They just they just say movie phrase sayings, even if they're not all directly from movies. They just use regurgitated phrases. They just use basic revert. They just reverse things, and I call them basically reverse quotes. We're basically saying it's not you that needs love; it's love that needs you. Oh, that type of bullshit. And they just reverse it. And if you reverse anything around, you can make something make sense. What do you think I do in this podcast? I just make shit make sense, even when it's just bullshit. Well, I'm just gaslighting. Well, I'm just justifying. A lot of spiritualness is really gaslighting if you want to really break down in between the weeds. But, uh. Jesus Christ, it's almost 10 a.m. But, God. You know what? You know what we really need? And I'm pretty sure this is just called greed and capitalism. We need maximalists. We need people out here like, no. Not like people that live the life, but they're not out, like, you know, the richest people in the world aren't out here telling you, hey, man, no, you guys need to capitalize and make all this fucking money that we have. It's like, nah, we may show it. You may see us in pictures, but we're not going to teach you how to get this. We're not going to. We're not going to preach how great fucking it is to be rich. Typically, the people that preach about how great it is to be rich are people that are kind of rich, but not really that rich. It's always like, it's always people who are like, you know, yeah, and this sounds, this sounds shit when you say, it, but it, me and my friend, we kind of have this, it's like, you know, we kind of have this ongoing thing where it's just a little playful thing. It's like, you know, it's like, you know who tells you? That love is all you need. Poor people. <laughs> and it's obviously not like. Obviously that doesn't mean rich people can advise. But it's just like. You know when people try to tell you. You know. I don't I don't care for anything. Except your love. I don't care for anything. Except just you. Nothing but you. We basically they're insecure poor people. Because, <laughs> you know. And it's joking. Because you know whatever. But it really is like, you don't see someone with means out here just being like, you know, I don't care what your past is. I don't care what you've done. I don't care about anything about you. All I care about is making sure all I care about is just happiness. It's like, you know what? It's like another person like, you know, what makes me happy. Just making sure our bills are paid on time. That makes me happy. And there's nothing wrong with that. Some people just having this like, hey, the less I have to worry about, the better. But I understand worrying about things means you actually have something worthy to worry about. All stress isn't bad stress. Minimalism is just an excuse to not bear any responsibility for shit. Is to convince other people your way of thinking so you can overtop them and kind of jump them in line. I guess it's like negging where you kind of like make someone feel bad to make your to make yourself feel better about yourself. So what you do is you convince other people of I guess kind of like virtue. Well, no, virtue signaling is different, but it's kind of like you you make other people feel less about their point and you make people so strong in your point of view even if your point of view is not even really that well thought out or strong but you just hone it down where people are like all right fine you know what we'll do what you do i'll follow your plan for two weeks and type of shit and then you go bankrupt and like wait dude i just lost thirty thousand dollars like but see you gotta clear out your money you gotta start fresh because if you have any security and backup plan, you can never maximize on your minimalism. And you're like, oh, I get it now. And they're like, yeah. So uh, they're like, oh, well, okay. So I'll be out of a place to live. So is, 
is there, you know, can I crash at your place? You guys have a place, like a little hotel that you put people in? Like, oh, no. No, no, see, what you got to understand, you got to start from scratch. It's like, but I'm 36 years old. I worked my whole life. So I wouldn't be in this situation. It's like, yeah. But now for the first time since you started this journey of living your whole life, you're finally a free man. Um, and then that guy quickly learns that having money is what makes you a free man. Having money is what makes you free in this world. So, moral of today's pod is uh, stop walking fucking backwards on treadmills. Decaf coffee is stupid. Unsweet tea is stupid. And really hot tea is stupid. It's just colored water, as I've said. And uh, minimalism. Fuck you. So yeah, this is episode 127 of the Off and Beat Podcast. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, follow the pod on all apps. And most importantly, guys, suck some titties. Hope you have a great day whenever this airs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Snap your fingers.